morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, third day of December, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah, made it, man. Friday. All the way through a week. A first full week in uh, at least a week, so that's good. <laughs> uh, I get what you mean. That's pretty nice. Uh, you get to enjoy a short week next week, which hopefully you're looking forward to as yeah. well. Uh, as well as we're heading into the home stretch for the X Rock and Double Dare, there's now less officially than a week left for you to win some cash money. Uh, so you have a couple of opportunities left for you to score some of that money if you haven't had a chance to do so just yet. Reminder: it happens at 7:30, 12:30, and 5:30 weekdays, and Thursday of next week will be the last day that we do it. So, crunch time, kids, procrastinators, you've done it. You've waited until the last possible week for you to win some of this cash. It's been going on for a while, but now we're down to the nitty-gritty, as it were. So hopefully you have a chance to win some cash, and it's a category that you are strong in, and you can win yourself some money. That's that's the idea, anyway, behind the X-Rock Double Dare. We'll be doing it again at 7.30 this morning. Our friend Jen Adams is going to join us in studio this morning from Lounge at the End of the Universe talk about some cool things happening at the lounge this weekend and the uh, week as well as there's always something going on there there is wouldn't be a bad motto there's always something going on at the lounge because uh whether it's comedy or it's some sort of really cool entertainment plays dancing all sorts of things are happening it's just a space that there's always something going on so we're gonna get uh, the details from her you're gonna have a chance to go check out the xmas bash which is coming up in just a few weeks at the Knitting Factory Concert House, Saturday the 18th to be specific, with Theory of a Dead Man in 10 Years and Eve Under Fire. So that should be pretty awesome. And we'll get some story time from Big J. Did I set the table sufficiently? Yeah, great, man. That kind of runs down everything that's going down on on the show today. Here. That's right. So buckle up, because it's not going to be a pretty ride, but it'll be a ride nonetheless. We'll start this morning with some music. We'll kick things off with the Foo Fighters. It's the best of you on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You did not deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, uh, how often do you and the family, maybe the missus, uh, take a little road trip and vacation up in McCall? Oh, it's been a long time. Don't do it very much? No. Too hoity-toity for you? Um, no, not real. I mean, no. Just You don't do a lot of weekend yeah. getaways, do you? We don't, We haven't in a couple years. Yeah, it's not something that you do. I've probably gone up there maybe six, seven times or something like that in my time uh, in uh, the state of Idaho. And it's a nice place to go up and get away. But I will say every time that I have gone up there at some point over the course of the weekend, even the time when we went up together... Uh, one of the things that we did was we visited the Pancake House. It's like the breakfast oh, spot man. in McCall. And it is uh, sad news because this Sunday it's closing down for good. Yeah. That's it. It's shutting down after 40 years in McCall. Sunday will be the last day. The owners were retiring. They had been planning to retire for the last three years. And so they've been looking for a buyer, but they haven't found one. And so they have decided to sell the building, and that's going to do it. And it's not going to be a restaurant, according to at least the the old owners that are retiring. The building is going to be repurposed into something else and become something else altogether. So you have to find a new breakfast spot in McCall if you go up there on the regular, which is really sad. Because, I mean, listen, man, uh, the pancakes were good, but I'll tell you what was really good there were the cinnamon rolls that were the size of, like, your head. Yeah, they were bananas and really good and really delicious, and it was always worth the wait to get in there. So it's always sad when things are shutting down. But again, it's not like they're not doing business. They're shutting down just because it's time to close. I mean, 40 years is a long time for anybody to be in business. especially a restaurant. Right, right. But it had earned a reputation. It was delicious. It will be missed. And so uh, if you're going up to McCall this weekend, imagine it will be probably pretty packed, but probably should find some time to make room for the pancake house because... That's going to do it after 40 years, which makes me kind of sad. Congrats to the three Broncos that made it to the first team on the Mountain West. Any guesses who they are, Big J? Uh, no. Not even a one? Okay. Uh, got to be able to name one. Fresno State. What are you talking about? The three Broncos that made first oh, team? Oh, um, Shakir. Yes. 
Khalil Shakir in his second year in a row, a first team uh, member of the uh, Mountain West uh, Conference. Congratulations, uh, uh, Matlock. Uh, nope, he was the second teamer. No, okay. Uh, Jonah Delmas, the kicker, was also first team, which makes sense. He set a new record for most field goals made in a season uh, for the Broncos. He's also a semifinalist for the Lou Gores Award, which is best kicker in the nation. And then also uh, John Awuku is also going to make it. He's uh, the left tackle for the Broncos. Started all 12 games, only one penalty this season. So that earned him a first yeah. team award as well. Five Broncos on the second team for the Mountain West. Uh, so uh, including a bunch of offensive linemen. So congratulations to them. And we're still kind of waiting to see where they go for a bowl game. The Cowboys defense catapulted them to victory last night. 27 to 10, the final score. It really wasn't even that close. Uh, as the Cowboys' offense didn't look that great, to be perfectly honest, but they didn't need to the way the defense No, was they needed to. And the way that Taysom Hill was throwing the ball away, so uh, that helped. Yeah, with the amount of turnovers the Saints had, the Cowboys should have should have had like 50 points. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Dak Prescott doesn't seem right. I think there's something yeah. going on with this calf that, that, you know, he was in that walking boot a couple weeks ago. I think it's bothering him more than he's letting on. And uh, the offensive line, again, for the Cowboys is banged up. He doesn't have any time to throw. They can't really run the ball outside of that big run by Tony Pollock yesterday. And so it's difficult. The Cowboys on offense aren't totally healthy, and it shows. And there's some times when it, there's clear he could easily run for a first down. Yeah, I think he's and hurt. He, and he doesn't. But, so. you know, uh, despite all that, they won 27-10. to 10. I mean, they kicked yeah. the Saints' ass. Yeah. So it really wasn't even close. There was That game, as rough as you may thought the Cowboys' offense looked, it was never in Listen, question. I just needed, you know, Zach to get more than 12 points. So. Uh, yeah, Zach Prescott, of course. I mean, Dak Prescott. Uh, Whitney Cummings is going to be in town tonight at the uh, the the Egyptian Theater, which is awesome. She is a friend of the show, has been on several times, and she has just signed a pretty big contract with a podcast company, Cast Media. She's had the podcast that we've talked about on this show several times called Good For You that she has worked really hard on, has some incredible guests on, and is very good. And she has now signed an official agreement with a company that will help her put it together, help her develop it, help her produce new original series, and for her to executive produce a whole other series of podcasts as well around the Whitney Cummings brand so congratulations she's a full-on podcast queen at this point uh good for you Whitney if you're going to the show tonight you're gonna have a blast she's very very funny and awesome and uh it should be a blast tonight there are still a few tickets available if you want to check her out at the Egyptian tonight I think you should and chains and wood here on the morning after with nick and big j we have a pretty good relationships with cons i would say big j not yeah, necessarily but... con artists oh uh unless you do, do i you? do yeah of course of course that makes sense i suppose i probably should have put one and two together but we also have had a chance to do our show from various different cons across the country uh we broadcast live from san diego comic-con for a weekend which was uh, insane and crazy and awesome yeah we had a chance to go uh well you had a chance more specifically to go to a was it a no your kids went to the youtube con right uh yes yes it's, that was also in san diego yes okay well, uh, with no, it was in Anaheim. Well, it's California. Sorry, my fault. You're right. Uh, but we, uh, we did you ever make it to a uh, video game con? No, no, it's still on the to-do list. Okay. But uh, we've also had a chance to go out to several different things, but there is one con that maybe, just maybe, could interest a lot of people. It's the first ever Golden Con, Big J. Do you have any idea what that could possibly be celebrating? Uh, oh, man. Gold member? Gold finger? No, no. I think it's probably something that has a little bit more Golden of a showers. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. That's totally it's a porn it. con. Uh, no. Uh, what if I said the uh, the semicolon to Golden Con was thank you for being a fan. Oh, the Golden Girls. The first ever Golden the Girls none of them fan are alive! convention. That's not true. Who's oh, still alive? Dare you? Who's still alive? You disrespect Betty White like that is insane. Oh, that's right. Uh, but yes, it's happening for the first time ever. Golden Girls, of course, has continued to take on popularity and become very large in, in to this day with uh, with fans that are now discovering the show on Hulu and rediscovering it. Basically, a bunch of uh, you know real sassy older ladies down in Florida getting a second chance at life and hanging out at the Rusty Anchor Bar 
And so that is what the Golden Girls are all about. And Golden Con is going to celebrate in April of next year, uh, taking over a Chicago neighborhood for a weekend and putting together a whole bunch of stuff. Now, they haven't announced any guests. I don't know if Betty White will be making an appearance, but... You do know that they're going to have a bunch of very exclusive merch, which is what a lot of cons take advantage of. They have a chance for you to win a bunch of money in Golden Girls trivia. Uh, Cheesecake is a big staple of the show when they're at the kitchen table talking about their day. A lot of times they're mowing down on cheesecake, so they expect a couple of cheesecake places to be up and open for this particular thing. Uh, Helen Handbag Theater is a special kind of parody theater in Chicago. They're going to be doing recreations of Golden Girls episodes all weekend long. And so they're not messing around, it appears like, when it comes to Golden Con. It's the first time it's ever happened for this particular show, and they are going to make a big weekend out of it. You can grab your tickets now, uh, and you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram for updates. But if Golden Girls is on your list of shows that you absolutely love, maybe a trek to Chicago in April wouldn't be a bad idea. When's the last time you watched an episode of The Golden Girls? Uh, No lie, probably about a year ago. Uh, really? I, I went through the first season of Golden Girls. This you is went like, through a whole season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it just popped up on Hulu, and I wanted to recreate. I wanted to see if it was any good, and I laughed a couple of times, so I stuck with it, and then I eventually lost interest. But it was also like, I mean, we're talking about right in the middle of, like, after a full year of the pandemic, and I felt like I had streamed everything at that point. That was the end of the stream yeah. road. And I was like, listen, man, I do remember I enjoyed Golden Girls at some point. Maybe I'll recreate it. Plus, you know, I had seen some posts of some people that were really into it. And I was like, I wonder if I'm like maybe missing out. And it was fine. There's nothing wrong with Golden Girls. Listen, Sophia is a fantastic character. How many? Estelle listen, Getty's I, great. I, I, yeah, Estelle Getty's great. I haven't seen an episode in probably like 15 years. Um, how many episodes are there in a season? I want to say I probably powered through 20, maybe. Holy crap. Maybe. And, well, you got to remember, they're only like 20 minutes long, so you're you're knocking it out in like a couple of days. I, I think it over a week it took me to watch that first season because I wasn't sitting down and watching a whole ton of Golden Girls, but it was fine. Listen, I mean, B. Arthur is wonderful at being a sourpuss. Uh, you know, Betty White was fantastic as kind of being an airhead. Uh, Blanche Dubois, I believe that was her name. Uh, ended up doing a little bit of the uh, the elderly getting it on, if you will. And so it was nice, man. It's an 80s trope. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I, am I going to go to Golden Con? No, I'm not that big of a fan. But somebody else, maybe. You never know. There's plenty of people that we know that love that show. Could be worth a trip if you want to. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, Big J is going to tell us a story. Get ready to sit like Zakimbo and enjoy the fun of story time. That is next on the X-Rock. <laughs> It's the offspring gone away here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is time for Big J story time. I'm ready. Yeah, gather around uh, the fire. And uh, as I have a, a story of uh, of young Big J, Nick. My favorite guy. And uh, last week, I think we, we brought this up and I said, hey, I need to tell this story about the eggnog. That's right. And, and so um, I, I can't stand the thought of eggnog now for this reason. And uh, it was probably like 2001 or 2002. Um, and uh, the night guy here, who was, who was a friend of mine, we had uh, become very good friends, uh, Pete Cheeky. Uh, he, uh, he, you know, we were in our early 20s, so we were doing a lot of partying. And he had, uh, it was holiday time, and so he was having a party at his apartment uh, with a bunch of our friends. And uh, so I went over there, and and he was all excited because he's like, hey, I'm going to do an eggnog drinking contest. Will you be involved? And I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Never had eggnog in my life. Oh, really? So uh, I was, yeah, you know, (laughs) I, I wanted to be the life of the party, bro. And this was life of the party. So we get over there, and, and he's uh, arranged all of. The, I got there early, but he had uh, he was setting up all the eggnog, and he was it was cups probably about you know four or five ounces, okay. right? Because not just was it eggnog, it was also vodka. So it was spiked eggnog. Yes. Okay. And uh, so we were gonna have a, a little uh, you know oh. competition, and. You know, I mean, it's one thing to to say, hey, let's have an eggnog competition and see who can drink the most. But you add in vodka to it and it's just like, oh, boy. And I don't remember who the other person uh, was, but we... It was just two people? Yeah, it was just... uh, (laughs) And we had, you know, there was probably 20 or 25 of those cups ready to go. Oh, my God. And so we start going and, uh, you know, drinking them down. I'm like, oh, it's so gross and thick and, and milky. 
Well, yeah. And and so, you know, but at the same time, it's like competition, man. I want to win. And then what happens is uh, the other person kind of bowed out. And I'm like, oh, right. And, but then the crowd starts cheering. Like, there's a, a, a lot of people there. And they start chanting my name. Right? They're like, Big J, do it. Eggnog, eggnog. I'm like, yeah. And I start just downing all of these oh without God. any regard for my safety. Oh, my God. And uh, it was a miserable experience. There was so much uh, regret. Um, <laughs> you know, and it didn't take long either because I was immediately hammered and sick to my stomach. I mean, I curled up into a fetal position in the corner for a good couple hours. And uh, I, I, yeah, I probably didn't have a great evening. And, and that night as well, he lived in an apartment complex and he was in the second floor. And one of the other friends had jumped out of the uh, balcony into um, some bushes. And I was like, hey, how did you weren't you just over here and he had yeah i jumped off the balcony and i'm like what the hell it was the good days man i'm gonna tell you that but yeah eggnog i can't do it ever again it's just oh. if, if you had to guess how many of those glasses did you take down uh it was 20 at least oh my god dude dude no wonder i mean yeah. listen even i i mean i guarantee you even if that wasn't spiked you would be sick did you puke you had to oh puke. yeah absolutely okay I puked. yeah Okay. <laughs> well, that is an I understandable mean, just, story. Just that amount of eggnog. I mean, and they weren't big cups, but I mean, it didn't matter. And then the vodka. Yeah, that that was. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. No, it, it's that. Uh, God. I mean, just the thought of regular eggnog doing that makes me sick. And then you, you factor in all the alcohol you were taking in on top of it. Yeah, you had to be puking like a sick dog. Yeah, I miss those days though. Of course, who doesn't miss puking everywhere? Morning after with Nick Cheeky. and Big J. He's still around. You should say hi to him. I do. Good. Uh, you ever talk about the eggnog days? No. You maybe you should but start. I'm going to have to send him this clip. Today on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. The question becomes, Big J. What do you do with broken strings of Christmas lights? Around this time of year, people may be dragging their their strings of lights out of their boxes. They may plug it in and realize they no longer function. What do you do? Ah, uh, you pile them. In, you pile them together in the backyard and you burn them. That's right? Not advisable. No. And uh, depending on how old they are, you can't just chuck them out. If you've got older strings of lights that contain compact fluorescent light bulbs or CFLs. You gotta be really careful. These, those are ones that have mercury inside and could release those into the environment if they're broken. It's very much illegal to throw them away. Now, if you've got the newer LED lights, then you're fine with chucking them in the garbage. But if you have those old lights, you could consider donating them to Goodwill or even taking them into places like the Home Depot, Lowe's, and Ace Hardware uh, because they do recycle those older lights properly. Oh, cool, man. Now, those are only the older ones. You bring in them the new LEDs, they're just gonna be like, hey, we're gonna just throw these in the garbage, man. But the EPA has uh, made it a requirement for them to do so, so that people have a place to go with these, because they are starting to see a lot more of them being phased out in people of in favor of people buying newer lights, like LEDs and that kind of stuff. So, if you have yourself some really, really old and you know crusty lights that you've been hanging on to for a while, and it's finally time to get rid of them, that's how you're supposed to dispose of them properly. Get them recycled at a hardware store near you. Big J, you partook in your very first NFL game of your life in person this year. Did yeah. You, was there a military flyover? No. There wasn't? Uh, no. That kind of sucks. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to a game where there wasn't one. Uh, but I, I've been to and seen plenty of them. But there is a first for me. The 101 Airborne Division out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky is in serious trouble with the NFL and the Army as well because they were the ones responsible for a flyover for the November 14th uh, game at the Tennessee Titans. But they decided to do four attack helicopters, and apparently they flew so low, they were below the upper decks of Nissan Stadium when they did the flyover. They had to perform a steep ascent in order to get out of the stadium, but even more dangerous, it was found out that they actually flew under that cable that stretched across the field for the camera. Like, that's how low they were in this cool, actual flyover. Man. That would have no. been awesome. 
It would have been awesome to see. The Army is pissed, and the NFL is upset as well because of the, they saw how uh, basically steep they had to ascend out of there. Now, granted, helicopters are a little bit different than, you know, you're doing your standard jet flyover kind of a thing. Uh, so they had obviously a little bit more control over things, but still, no, it's still super dangerous. They Army's upset, doing that. and uh, and so was the NFL, and so they're looking into what happened, why, and uh, also making sure that the 101st Airborne Division out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, is no longer involved in any kind of flyover. So there's that. Yeah, they backed off a lot of flyovers just because of how expensive they are lately. Yeah, they can be pricey. Big J, I'm not sure why this is news, but Seth Rogen was on Jimmy Kimmel, excuse me, Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday, and he said that he was extremely high during Adele's one night only concert. No, you don't say, <laughs> right. Seth. Uh, they showed him in the front row of the concert several times uh, during the special that was aired for and recorded for CBS. But yeah, I mean, at this point, we need to assume that pretty much everything Seth Rogen is doing, he's super high while he's doing. I mean, the dude does have his own, you know, marijuana brand that he is marketing and a part of, and I'm sure has plenty of. So, I mean, I, I, I can imagine even on Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday, he was extremely high during the actual taping of the interview. So, should be anything really newsworthy about that, but I guess uh, they don't really connect the two, and so uh, Seth Rogen is now admitting to it fully. He and his wife were, apparently. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, you'll have a chance to win some money. Double Dare on 100.3. The X rocks. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be fun. Let's try to give away some money here to wrap up the week for the X Rock Double Dare. We should welcome on Caller X this morning. His name is Devin. Hey, Devin, good morning, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Yeah, that's what we'd like. We'd like to be a little bit better with some cash in your pocket. Did you happen to hear the category that Big J announced or? No. Okay. It's scary questions about scary movies. So it's all about horror movies is the actual category this morning and all day long for that matter. Uh, How well do you know your scary movies, Devin? I think I'm pretty good at it. All right, well, we'll see. Good luck, my friend. All right, for 50 bucks, in which horror film does the phrase, the power of Christ compels you, appear? The Exorcist. Right. That is good for 50 bucks, Devin. That is yours. You can take it and walk away, and nobody will judge you, or you can go double or nothing for the $100 question, which is supposed to be just a little bit harder. Well, let's go for 100 Okay. All right, here we go. What is the name of the scary clown from the Stephen King franchise, It? Pennywise. Right. Pennywise. I think think he's got this. No delay. That's $100 coming your way. You can now go double or nothing for the $200 question, or you can take that money. What do you want to do, Devin? Let's, uh, Let's go for $200. All right, man. All right. The synopsis below most accurately represents what horror film? A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Right. Yeah, dude. That is $200. That is totally yours. You swept it, and there wasn't even a second of delay in any one of those. Well done, Devin. That is just pure expertise, brother. Congratulations. Enjoy that $200. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. That's how it's supposed to go. More horror movie questions throughout the day. 12.30 with Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. And maybe, just maybe, we can give away a bunch of money today. That'd be a nice way to wrap up the week. We are going to come back with We're Going to Hell is next on the X Rocks. The X Rocks. Headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. But it involves people from Minnesota. Uh, Your wedding day can be a very beautiful and wonderful day. It can also be fairly stressful, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Hopefully, it's a good combination of both. But, man, when things go sour, sometimes they just go sour. And you have to wonder uh, what this kind of means for a marriage. But Holly Darnell is 22 years old. She lives in Minneapolis, and she decided that she wanted to have a destination wedding. And so she and her fiancé went down to Florida the coast to have a beautiful wedding on the beach. You understand? Florida. Uh, pretty much the opposite of Minnesota when it comes to weather-wise, especially this time of year. I mean, it's, you know, feeling Minnesota but looking Florida. Yeah, something like that. And so they had a chance to go down there and enjoy it, but on the wedding day, things went about as wrong as they possibly could go. Oh no. They started well. Everything was fine. Everybody got all dressed up, but then it was ceremony time. 
And Holly was talking to her fiance, soon to be husband, at the altar, and she was like, "Man, I just, I don't feel great." Oh, that's just what you want to hear. He's yeah. a groom. I, I don't know. I don't know if I ate something, but like, I just feel really lightheaded. She uh, maybe had extended those leftovers too long. Could very well be. Uh, or maybe eat some bad seafood down in Florida. Who knows? But uh, at that point, it was when she kind of started wobbling on her feet, and so her fiancé kind of grabbed a hold of her. But uh, it went sour from there as she basically leaned over the altar, Big J, and then just started projectile vomiting, right? Oh, God. So now she is not feeling well. She's sick. She just threw up in front of her entire family. And, oh, by the way, a good amount of that throw-up has gotten all over her wedding dress. So we're already not great. She doesn't feel great. She sits down. She has some water. She thinks she might be dehydrated, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and then somebody, she starts to feel a little bit better, Big J. And so they hand her her nephew, Big J, a little tiny little baby. Aww. You know? And that baby uh, proceeds to uh, defecate on her and her <laughs> wedding dress as well. Uh, have one of those blowouts that you hear so much about. Uh, in the baby world and so now her wedding dress is covered not only in vomit but now in baby poop as well uh so she has got a lot of bodily functions on that wedding dress of hers and it's not good uh she decided that it was at that point that they hurry up and get the uh the ceremony over with so that she could change because she was now feeling better she did say that uh, she thinks that dehydration and the fact that it was fairly hot and it was a humid day and all of that stuff factored into her not feeling well uh she cannot blame however the humidity on her nephew crapping on her and and her dress so it was just a a comedy of errors when it came to getting married but sounds like a real blind date situation (laughs) if it matters to anybody the wedding did become official they are married everybody's feeling better they're back home in minnesota and i guess the whole family's got a story that they can tell and they have the pictures and video to prove that it was a weekend and a wedding that probably no one will ever forget but i'm not sure if that curses the marriage do you believe in stuff like that if the wedding is bad it becomes rough for the entire marriage or you could overcome things like uh, puke and poop on a wedding day. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get too personal here, but someone did throw up in a urinal at your wedding. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't part of the the wedding. I know, but still, you know. Uh, yes, yes, there was vomit at my wedding, and I did get billed for it. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> still don't know. Nobody, whoever it was, well, still we has all know who it was. Uh, according to the person that people think it was, it very much was not them. So, uh, you can only take a person at their word. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And at what point, Big J, do we just call TikTok property damage? Just change the title of it to it. Because it appears every challenge that happens on TikTok has got to revolve around people destroying things. Uh, We just got over the Kool-Aid challenge, which was where people busting through fences, if you remember that. Don't laugh at that. Come on, it's funny. No, it's not. Would it be funny if it happened to your fence? It is happening to my fence, but it's usually dogs doing it. Yeah, it's a little bit different than people purposely busting through your fence. Now we have the door kicking challenge, Big J. Uh, for the challenge, people are filming themselves kicking the doors of random people, strangers, to the beat of particular songs, and then running off. It's like Ding Dong Ditch, but kicking the door really hard, if you understand. But, of course, some people are using enough force that the doors are being kicked open entirely to people's you know, properties. Uh, Jennifer Pritchard of uh, the police department in California uh, has said that it's not a good idea to kick in people's doors, especially really? unfamiliar people, because that's how people will end up having terrible things happen to them. Hey, you couldn't have dead. Yeah, exactly. When somebody thinks their family's threatened by somebody kicking down their door, bad things can happen to people. So they're advising people not to do it. But do you think it'll matter, Big J? No, no, no. Probably should. Oh, yeah. But uh, it doesn't, unfortunately. Uh, as they continue to do it, and then <laughs> you laugh at it. 
Uh, congratulations to the three Broncos that are the first team Mountain West players. Khalil Shakur, of course, not surprising anybody, has earned that honor to back-to-back seasons. Uh, John Nakuwu is also the first team Mountain West. He is the offensive tackle for the Broncos. And then uh, Jonah Thomas, the kicker for the Broncos, also a semifinalist for the Lou Groenza Award. So uh, he's had a great season, 26-28 to 28 field goal attempts and has made the most field goals for the Broncos, tying the record, may break it when it comes to a bowl game, so congratulations to them. We had a record in the NBA last night. It's the highest point differential and the largest margin of victory in NBA history. It was the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Oklahoma City Thunder last night, 152-79. to 73 points they beat the team by. That is the largest margin of victory in NBA history. At one point, they had a 78-point lead in that particular game, which is crazy. It's like Oklahoma City didn't even show up. Not a very good team, but boy, did they get blown out by Memphis last night. We have more details on that Facts of Life in front of a studio audience report that you talked about yesterday during Bad Impressions, Big J, if you'd like to know. Uh, Please. They've announced, you announced yesterday that Jennifer Aniston and Catherine Hahn are alongside of it. Uh, they've also announced that Gabrielle Union will be involved and Allison Tolman will be the Facts of Life. So that's what they're doing, basically. They're recreating the sitcom, but instead of using teenagers, they're using ladies in their 40s, which is an interesting take on things. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Ann Dowd will be Mrs. Garrison, or Mrs. Garrett, I should say, in the actual Facts of Life. She uh, is currently on The Handwife's Tale, and she's also been famous for things like Hereditary and uh, The Leftovers as well. And John Stewart's going to be a part of things. Uh, he has been cast in a mystery role, but everybody just assumes it's the George Clooney role that we were talking about yesterday. So George Clooney will not be making a reoccurring character. Uh, it'll be John Stewart. Uh, and then they're also doing different strokes. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's the other yeah. one that they are doing. And they're again using adults in kid roles. Kevin Hart will be Arnold. Uh, and of course, Willis will be played by Damon Wayans. And then Jonathan Lithgow will play Mr. Drummond. So they're bringing back some 80s sitcoms and they're doing so and kind of growing them up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see December 7th is when those will air as part of their ABC programming. So now the entire cast has been revealed. The morning after with Nick and Big J. And here we have for you a chance to win some tickets. The Xmas Bash is happening December 18th at the Dating Factory. And we've got Theory of a Dead Man coming in for the show 10 years and Eva Under Fire. It will be awesome, and we'll get you set up with that if you can beat me Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. That's your phone number if you'd like to play. You do have to defeat Big J in this very heated battle of pop culture knowledge if you want to claim this prize. But it'll be a pretty nice way to celebrate Xmas around these parts if you got what it takes. How you feeling going into today's matchup, Big J? Yeah, better than average. All right, we'll see. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. What's your name? Dane. All right, Dane, you're up first. Uh, in which movie did Tom Cruise perform a dance in his underwear to the music of Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger? It's, um... Crap. It's... Oh. I, I could just picture it right now because I watched the movie. Um... Yeah. Risky Business? Risky Business. Right. That is correct. Yes. Big J, airing from 1955 to 1975, this Western series is the longest-running Western series in TV history. Bonanza? Bonanza is... Wrong. Incorrect. Really? Yep. It's the other one. Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke. Right. Ah, damn. Gunsmoke is the longest-running TV Western in television history. Sorry, man. Uh, well, I guess it's good news for you, technically, Dane. You got tickets to check out the Xmas Bash 21 with Theory of a Dead Man, 10 years, and Eve Under Fire at the Knit on the 18th. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set up for that. There's your pop culture smackdown. We are going to talk lounge at the end of the universe. That's happening next on the X Rock. <laughs> That is Green Day. Welcome to Paradise. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome back into the studio, Jen Adams from Lounge at the End of the Universe. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Good morning. Uh, great. A little shooken up after driving through the fog out on the freeway. That yeah. was a little nutty coming from Nampa. It is crazy out there. Thank you for making it safe. Thank you for making it in and coming back and telling all of our listeners what's going on at the Lounge at the End of the Universe in the near future. What is happening there? Well, uh, the very near future, which would be this evening uh, and also <laughs> tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. 
we have comedian Daniel Eaches coming in from Los Angeles. He is uh, not only extremely funny, he's got a dry bar special out, uh, but he also is one of the writers on Kevin Hart's current show, okay. which is a really, really fun show. Oh, There's nice. Comedians and uh, uh, Ubers and the, the people just get in and then like you got to perform your act in there, <laughs> but they don't know that oh, you're God. a comedian. And then oh. afterwards, like you let them know, and then they still have to give you a rating, uh, and so they'll like kick you off if you don't get enough stars. Oh my it's, god! It's, it's actually a really fun show. Yeah. Um. And and it makes your Uber ride a lot more entertaining, I would imagine. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's written for a bunch of different shows uh, out there in L.A. and uh, and he's just a, a really fun show to come and see. So please do that. Uh, Seven o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, you can get tickets at loungeboise.com. And then we have our Pun Slam uh, tournament coming up. Yeah. That's on the 18th. Man. That's going to be really fun. Um, we originally set out to do um, 12 months in a row, and then like that last month was going to be the tournament, and then the pandemic happened. Right. So we've had to like piece together all the ones that we've been able to do. So so we wound up with about 15 months worth of uh, contestants, but it should be really fun, and uh, we're giving away $1,000 for that. Wow. And this is like the best of the best, right? Yes. Kind of? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so fun just to sit there and groan and laugh, I mean, because it really is just dad jokes on, on yeah, steroids. Yeah, great. Um, but, uh, but we are having, uh, on the 11th, so next week, we're having a, our lounge holiday party, and it's just really an appreciation party for everybody. We do have performances happening, kind of uh, just scattered throughout the evening so that it's not just like a show uh so every half an hour there'll be a 15 or 20 minute kind of performance and just give people time to mingle but um it is uh no cover and we do have some complimentary beverages while they last nice. so uh it's really just to come out so if you've never been to the lounge before that would be a fun time to come because you'll get a little tiny bit sample of all the different kinds of shows that we put on there a lot of comedy but we'll also have some burlesque we've got some improv uh and then um some of us are gonna sing songs and just oh, have wow. some fun but uh, yeah yeah and uh, and then there'll be plenty of time to mingle and ask questions and just kind of check us out that's great that's great so if people haven't been over there before it might be a good chance for them to realize what's going on and and like we said that one of the cool things about the lounge is there's always something happening and it, it's so eclectic and different as to what's going on I mean one night you could go there there could be comedy the next night there's swing dancing so you never know what's going to be happening and it's such a cool and interesting space which I think is probably pretty nice for you right it is super nice for me and thank thank you for saying that because I I, uh, whenever people are like, well, what do you do? I've always kind of ca called myself a circus freak <laughs> because I grew up in a magic show and uh, and I, I can still walk and fire eat. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a ventriloquist. So mm -hmm. I got kind of good at that. So so, I've always, so so I love all of these different kinds of performing. Um, and uh, and so I really aim to it's very stand up comedy heavy because that is my first love. Sure. But um, but outside of that, I, I really aim to make it that very American style like vaudeville variety club. Yeah. So cool. It is. It is. It's awesome because there's a, a whole lot of different things happening on a regular basis over there. And you had mentioned, of course, uh, you know, uh, the Pun Slam is something that you're very proud of. But uh, talk a little bit about the dancing that's happening there because it is something different and it's new and you want people to check it out, right? Yes. So, uh, and and really, this is all just my selfish interest. So, um, <laughs> we, we paired up with uh, Joel Hunter from Heirloom Studios. And every Wednesday now, uh, we have a Lindy Hop and Swing Night. We just had our first one this past Wednesday. It was so much fun. So you can come in, it's a $10 cover, and that gets you your one-hour lesson. And then there's social dance time, uh, which is a couple of hours to practice the stuff that you just learned. Um, I learned that I need more cardio. <laughs> That's what I learned. Uh, but yeah. but I, did, uh, I did get to learn some really fun moves. Uh, it is such a cool dance. It is such an American thing, too, just in that, uh, you know, it, it originated when Charles Lindbergh did the transcontinental uh, flight and then they were like, oh, we're going to call it the Lindy Hop. And so they, this dance that was sort of developing then became about this piece of history that that's, you know, for, pretty cool. Uh, but it's really athletic if you want it to be or not, just depending on where, where your <laughs> yeah, levels are. I've done it before. It's it's intense. It's a lot more, you know, than you think, but it's also God, really cool. I to watch that. I, I told you, I, I took, I, I went <laughs> I would, out I first date. Money. I took a first date to go do swing dancing and I, I th actually thought it was a really cool thing to do. No for a first date so if you're looking for something to do maybe that's what you not do not because I think you're a klutz or you would suck I just I've never seen you do Lindy something flop. like that I would never well listen there's a reason why I haven't done it since I was not very good at it uh, it is more difficult than to let on but if you have a good teacher because that was the other part of it there wasn't a lot of training it was like you just went and swung dance and you're like alright you look around and you try to do it but if somebody's actually teaching you like at your Joel class, and Stephanie are amazing teachers yes. um, in fact I like 11 years ago 
when I met my daughter's dad, our first date was actually like in that studio. And so it's kind of cool to be working with him over a decade later. Uh, but if you are making New Year's resolutions to get in better shape, this is a fantastic way to do <laughs> there you it. There go. For sure. You're flipping people around sometimes. If you know what you're doing, it gets it gets pretty intense. That's for sure. Uh, and of course, I did want to ask a follow-up because we didn't get a chance uh, when you were on the phone a couple weeks ago. How did your daughter's party go at the lounge? Was it a hit? The Halloween it party? It was awesome. Good. Uh, she made money. Which was crazy. Oh, no. Right? She did have to get the... It it was a super fun party. There was kid karaoke. Uh, They did um, a a dance-off. Uh, but it was like a, the Five Nights at Freddy's style, so it all had to be like animatronic robot. Yeah. And the kids were so cute. Uh, some of them came dressed as the characters, which was cute slash creepy. Awesome. But everybody <laughs> had a great time. Um, but yeah, it was fun watching her face uh, when we had to settle up the the ticket money and, and then go, okay, well, here's how much the, the expenses cost. And the club fronted those, so you need to pay that back for yeah. us. And her face was like, wait a minute. Business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to talk about profit margins and but expenses it, it, it and had stuff. to be so cool to see your daughter kind of take that torch and and do something and see what her mom does and then also do something and it was a success that had to be a pretty proud moment I uh, i'm extremely proud and actually I, I just posted something last night because when i got home uh she's writing her very first script Aww. right now and she's been in a couple of shows she was in a, a, a read at bct and got paid for it. I was like, oh, you've been paid more nice. than I have for an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then she also was uh, in her school play. And she is just really perceptive. So she figured out the formatting. So when I was looking at the script she was writing, she's it's formatted like an actual script. Oh, like and it's got stage director directions? Oh, oh, God, all that's of it. great. That's awesome. I, yeah. And, uh, and she's a huge fan of uh, modern families. So that's kind of like her practice, uh, you know, uh, in, influence and inspiration. So, so there's like the, you know, grumpy grandpa. Who's got the kind of you know sexy fun wife and whatever? But I mean, you know, I'm just thrilled she's interested in any of this because this has been kind of my. How old is she? She's ten. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, she's great. Whoa, she's that's great. a go getter. Yeah. yeah. She's not messing around, and uh, and it's great to see that, and I'm glad that it's happening. Of course, we want people to check out the Lounge at the End Universe. That's what it's all about. One more time, uh, the shows that are happening this weekend. For the Daniel Eaches, it's tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, that's at seven o'clock, and you can get your tickets at loungeboise.com. Um, um, and then um, we've got uh, then our lounge party on the 11th. So come out for Daniel because he's only doing one show tonight and one show tomorrow night. And then he's back to L.A. to hang out with Kevin Hart and do some more writing. Things, so. That's right. High society yeah. stuff. So it's always cool something happening at the lounge. Make sure you check out loungeboise.com not only for tickets but also for upcoming events. And, Jen, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for always having me. Always appreciate it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some headlines coming up here in a sec. Let's check out your traffic here. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you're looking for a car loan do-over, check out the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the website you hear about all the time on the X. It is right there for you at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. If it makes you happy, probably comfy and naughty or nice. Naughty or nice? Americans still have their eyes on the holiday prize. If I had to ask you, Big J, have you been nice or naughty in the year 2021? What would you say? I would say nice. All right. Well, you are in the majority. About 74% of people also label themselves as naughty. Excuse me, as nice. It seems a little bit high. Probably a little bit more of them are naughty than they like to let on. But they also say that they're going to buy themselves a Christmas present this year. Are you going to do that? Uh, Probably. What are you eyeballing? I don't know. Well, you're running out of Whatever time. Whatever I see. I, I just bought some uh, some uh, speaker monitors for my studio at home. So Does that count as a Christmas present? I was told it did. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. Awesome. Anything I purchase for the month of December is all of a sudden a Christmas present. Congratulations. Way. Like it's some sort of tax write-off that I didn't know about. Here was something interesting about... Uh, 26% of us would love to have other people know what they want for Christmas as a gift so that they can just buy it without having to think about it. Are you in that category too? For someone else or for me? Well, no, for somebody else. Would you like somebody else to tell you what they want for Christmas? I, I have that. I have that. In fact, I not only have that, they also tell me they purchased it and it's on the way. But do you like it? No. All right. It's well, ruined me for press. I don't even. Ha- I, I can't even figure out what to get other people now. It's ruined me. Uh, that's probably not good. Yeah, thirty-one percent would rather be surprised by their present, and if they had a chance to choose, the number one thing people want for the holiday season this year: electronics. Just so you know. 
uh, 19%. Gift cards, 18%. Jewelry, 15%. Those are the top three categories that people want for Christmas, whether they're saying it out loud or not. If it makes you happy, you're probably comfy. Uh, probably comfy. This would be a dream come true for a lot of people. In northern Denmark, an IKEA showroom became a bedroom for six customers and about two dozen employees who got stranded by a snowstorm. It was that same snowstorm that stuck a, a couple of people in that bar in the UK. When it moved to Denmark, about 12 inches of snow trapped everybody inside of this store in Alborg, Denmark. And basically it had to close down so that nobody else could come in and the rest of everybody kind of sheltered in place at the IKEA. They slept in the furniture exhibits and the showrooms on the first floor where there are beds, mattresses, and sofa beds. And they were able to get through the night without any issues. And so they were able to pick a bed they always wanted to try. So they got to stay in an IKEA furniture store, which pretty much, I believe, is like staying at your house, right? Almost everything you have is IKEA-based, isn't it? Yeah, here's the difference is they were staying there because they couldn't find their way out. <laughs> you can get lost in an IKEA. It's very difficult. If you don't have one here, so if you've never been in an Ikea, you don't know. But it's like a damn maze. They make it very difficult for you to find your way out. Probably on purpose. They make it difficult for everything. Yes. Uh, not to mention, once you actually pick out what you want, then you have to go find what it is. <laughs> or <laughs> load oh. it up in the trolley and then take it out. To Did I ever tell you what happened to the, my last trip to Ikea? Uh, maybe. I don't remember, though. What happened? Uh, I, I, it was just, I, the wife wanted me to get a certain desk and, uh, it was about the time that I had taken, uh, gone into their little warehouse section and pulled every part my own, by myself. Yes. Uh, all over the damn warehouse. And then she told me that, you know, I don't want that. <laughs> you, you it's not like your... it's one package of things. I had to go get this part and that yeah. part. And all the names of what you want are like impronounceable, so you don't know which is going. <laughs> right. And you have to rely on no- it's. It's very difficult. But it happens. was good exercise, though. Wrap it up with if it makes you happy. A man in Minnesota who loves himself some Ham's beer says he has the country's largest collection of cans and advertising memorabilia from the brand. Steve Miner said he started his collection of Ham's beer cans in the 70s and once counted at having over 4,000, including one of the very first ham cans ever put on the uh, label with the 1935. Miner says he also began collecting signs and cineramas, which are the backlit moving signs before they became popular for collectors of vintage memorabilia. He also has cigarette lighters, ashtrays, can coolers, posters, light fixtures, bottle openers, beer cases, watches, Christmas decorations, all sorts of stuff from Ham's. And he's very proud of his collection. Do they even make hams anymore? Is that still a brand that like pops out beer? I'm sure they do. I remember the commercials from the 80s from the land of the sky blue waters. That much I remember. I don't think I've ever had a hams, though. It may have gone at least a little bit quieter by the time I was old enough to drink. You? Have you ever cracked open no, a hams? God, no. I know you're not a huge beer fan, but you've certainly drank plenty of beer before you found out you were allergic to it. So, uh, if it's still around, congratulations. If it's not, it's even more of a collector's item. So, he's cashing in on it at this point. So, way to go, dude. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Got your bad impressions next on the x Round. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we got some brand new music for you. Asking Alexandria release. See what's on the inside um, that is the name of the album. We'll get you digital download code for that, and let's just kind of figure out bad impressions of this morning, which will be different, Nick. Um, not a person, a thing. Not a person, a thing. Yes. Okay. We're going to find out how Big J's going to impersonate a thing here coming up. 208-287-1003, that's for sure. Uh, if you want to get in on this action and try to win this CD, that's the number you need to call. Good luck to everybody. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Yes, sir. All right, man, you're up first. Good luck. Remember, it's not a person, it's a thing, okay? Okay. John Carpenter made a movie about me in 1980 starring Adriana Barbeau and Hal Holbrook. Let's call it an environmental horror movie. Next one. I'm a visible aerosol consisting of tiny water droplets or ice crystals suspended in the air at or near the Earth's surface. Oh, man, you better give me the other one. The entire Treasure Valley is covered in it right now, and you should probably turn on your lights. Fog. Hey, it's fog. 
Good job, man. Congratulations. Fuck yeah. Hang on one second. We will get you that Asking Alexandria CD. Why is Fog in the news? Listen, first time ever. I, I, we've received multiple text messages from people uh, complaining that uh, there are people out there who are driving in the fog that haven't turned on their lights. I see no less than five uh, social media posts about it. That's the first time in a long time. Listen, idiots. Turn on your lights. Gotta have the lights on in the fog. Don't turn on your bright lights. No. Turn on your lights. It's for the safety of yourself and other people for crying out loud. Some people don't get it or they think the sun is up and therefore they don't need to put on lights. But if there's fog covering the roadways, it's always a good idea to turn on those lights. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so there you go. There's your public service announcement as well, on the fog. As well as your bad impression. Good job. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the x Rocks. <laughs> That's new Papa Roach. Kill the noise here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for this week and for this Friday. It was a busy one. Thank you to Jen Adams for popping by, talking about the cool stuff happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. Reminder, you can see uh, Daniel Eaches tonight and tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. LoungeBoise.com has your tickets if you want to see something funny. Plus, we also had a chance to find out why Big J will never drink eggnog again. And we talked about terrible wedding nights and even gave away $200 today. So not a bad Friday at all. Uh, that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, uh, Nick, yesterday the uh, the new series Reacher had its uh, trailer drop starring yeah. Alan Richson. I saw that. Did you like it? I wanted to get your opinion on it. You're yeah, a big yeah. Reacher fan. Obviously, Alan Richson, not Tom Cruise. And this is for the Amazon Prime show. Uh, he is uh, what you would picture Jack Reacher looking like. Yes, from the book. Enormous. The yeah. novel describes him as a yeah. gigantic mountain of a man, and Tom Cruise very much is not that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be great. I mean, I'll, I'll reserve some reservation. I mean, some people were not happy about Tom Cruise playing Reacher. I didn't mind it, despite the difference in size, uh, just because he just had that. He just had the character nailed. It's bad casting, so. but they're still good movies, I think. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, 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 you know, I mean, obviously the size part, I, I still wouldn't necessarily say it's a terrible casting, but this is different and I'm excited about it. He And it's all about the first book, Killing Floor. Yeah, which is the only one I've read, so, so I'm very excited yeah, for it as well. It, uh, it, should, be, it should be great. And, and, and from the trailer anyways, I mean, they're going to lean heavily on the action part of what Reacher does. Yeah, you're going to have to because, I mean, uh, I, I don't know what else this gentleman has been in. but uh, Yeah, I'm concerned about just kind of him capturing the essence of the character besides the, the looks but, of him. Uh, it's but it's funny, as I was I watched the trailer and then I went through and I paged through that first book again and a lot the what what I do remember is the other thing about Reacher, and maybe it changes in other books, is he's not exactly a, a much of a talker. It's a lot of internal dialogue is yeah. going on in that particular book. He's he's definitely more of a, I'm going to kick your ass, this is the way it's going to work kind of a guy, you don't want to mess with me kind of a dude, and he definitely gives off that particular vibe but we'll see I, yeah. I think it looks interesting anyway february 4th it's all going to be on amazon prime eight episodes is what it's going to be so you can check out the trailer if you want that'll do it for us we're going to have a busy show on monday uh brad from three days grace going to be on the show and then we have a concert announcement to give you good people coming Ooh. up on monday as well so uh should be a good reason for you to tune in jason drew's coming in next you guys have a good one it's the x rock